Tanya for the 18th of Sivan, the first story. The Magid of Mezuz used to pray alone with no one else. But at the end of the davening, nine other people would come into the room where the Magid was praying. And from Enka Lakino to the end of davening, he'd pray together with a minion and they'd do the Kaddish. And one time they gathered 10 people. And one of the people that they gathered was Yaakov Yitzchak Harowitz, who later on became the famous Chayzo of Lublin. And when he walked in, the Magid said, this man is a batlam. Get someone else instead. About the Chayza. And the Chayza was a very young man at the time. And no one questioned the Magid. So they, they told the Chayza, you know, we were going to find someone else. They looked around someone else. They couldn't find anyone else. And so they had no choice but to let him in. And so the Magid, the Magid started reading Ein Kalakino aloud. And when he got the first, through the first word, the first two words, the Chayza fainted. And the Magid turned to everyone and said, I told you this man was a batlam. Batlam literally means like a, a good for nothing. Um, had anyone else been in this room, they would have heard Enkel and they would have seen the heavenly hosts, of, like the, the vision of the heavenly hosts when I was repeating it. Nothing, they wouldn't have seen anything, so nothing would have occurred. This, this man sees it all, and so, of course, he, he, he couldn't hack it, and therefore the Magid, would, Magid had wanted someone from the gate who wouldn't be able to see and wouldn't have to have a reaction. They tried to revive him and eventually they did. And the Magi continued with, uh, with Enkel Akeno and Kaddish. The Tanya so far is in the middle of chapter six of, of, of Shai Yuchav And we're talking about the unity of God. And it's very important to preface before continuing today because the context is important. And we don't have the, we don't have the ability in this shit to go through the entire context of what's going on. But briefly put, there are different ways of learning how Hashem operates and controls and creates the world. There's whether Hashem uses spheres, whether Hashem uses malachim, there's different ways. The way, of, the way that the Tanya is describing right now, that Hashem uses spheres, spheres which, are, which are attributes, let's call them, to create the world, we're explaining that all of the attributes are all really God. With the angels, when we explain the unity of God, it's a lot harder. And then the, the attributes way, which are both with the Alter Rebbe is uh, ascribing to in the Tanya, you could really see how Hashem and his attributes are one. As we explained yesterday, the idea, the idea of Ischalos, where Chesed and Gevura are really included one with another, and therefore they're not really in conflict as we as we know them because they're all really just God. And that's the, that's the topic we'll continue on today. The inclusion of one Mida, one Chesed with Gevura, Gevura with Chesed, etc. Near Le'ain, this idea that the ability of Chesed, which is opposite, Gevura, entirely. Chesed means kindness, Gevura means restriction and, and pulling back. Control, discipline, they're, they're the opposite. Someone's being kind to someone else, well, he's not pulling back. And if he's pulling back, well, then he's not being very giving. If someone's going out, he's not coming in, etc. They're, they're in conflict with one another. But with God out on the hand, they're, they're able to somehow harmoniously exist one with the other. And this shows us what we say in, what we say in Kabbalah, the Eo Vagameocha, that him and his act, his causings, this here Hashem, and what he causes are all really one. Why? Shehemi does the Hashem, Hashem's um, attributes. Because they're all entirely unified with God. And God is one, everything is God, and God is everything. Therefore, things that we might establish to be in conflict one with another, because they all exist within God, and God is all one, and they're all one, they don't have to be a contradiction. Come on, 
earlier, like we say in Tikkun Nezayam, we read it every Shabbos, but onto the Koshin line, the Siachad line, Hashem binds the spheres and he's connected with them, unified with them. And apart from you, there's no unity. Everything's unified with God. So we, what, what Nabi teaches us. Now, this explains what it says in the Pasuk. And it should return, you should take it to your heart that Hashem is Elohim. We recorded this already earlier. And now we're explaining Hashem, Yudke Vavke. Usually people say Hashem is Hashem, and no one even thinks twice about it. But what does it mean now? Now we're actually analyzing. We're saying, wait a second. When we say in the Pasuk that Hashem is God, we're saying we're using two different words. We're using Hashem, Yudke Vavke. Who Elikim is Elikim? Now it actually makes sense. The different names of Hashem represent different spheres, different attributes of God. And we're saying that the attribute of Yudke Vavke is the same thing as Elikim. Chesed and Gevura are all really the same. Pure Shashnei Shemus Edel Heim Echad Mamish are all really one. These two names are entirely one. Shagam Shem Elikim. That even the name of God Elikim. Hamet Samson. What's the job of Gevura? What's the name of the job of Shem Elikim? The name of, of Hashem Elikim. Hamet Samson and Malim Ha'ov who bechinas Chesed Kamoish Shem Ravaya. The kind the it's Gevura. It's pulling back. Hashem has his energy and, and it pulls and Hashem has an, uh, uh, let's call it another energy. From our perspective, that pushes back against God's God's name of Yudkevaki, which is giving out kindness to this world, energy to this world, and it makes a stable world because now we have a chair and a table that doesn't um, um, shine out godly light and just make this world defunct. But the gavura in that pulls back this world, the shem and pulls back this world, is a kindness too. Hashem's names and Hashem's attributes and Hashem are all entirely one. It's all just God. Therefore, you should know that from the heavens and above, everything, the heavens and the earth, and the earth everything, there's nothing other than God. Now, what does that mean? There's nothing. Other than him. We have a physical world. And you say, well, nothing, there's nothing other than God. What do you mean? I, I see a chair. I see a table. I see a roof. I see. It's real. Is it not? Is it all an illusion? But it's not an illusion. It is real. It is a real world. So what do we mean that there's nothing other than God? There's nothing else aside from him. He. The point is that what we see down here is just a version of, of light as determined that God should see us, should, should let us see. Shame and Lakim, this power of God to pull back on God's light is only a perspective that we see from down here, but it's not really a true perspective. The true perspective is a godly perspective, which everything is still God and God is everything, and nothing's changed because the world was created. And for God, from God's perspective, nothing has changed. Before the world was created and after the world was created, nothing at all has changed. Everything is God and God is everything. Shema Lakim doesn't actually pull back on the energy from God's perspective in the slightest. It's only implemented for our world so we can see the perspective that we see. Okay, so from Earth, our perspective is we see this world and this world has kindness of God that gives energy and light to this world and the name of God, Elikim which pulls back on the energy creating some form of control and enabling this world to be the world that we see 
But that's only from our perspective. But the real truth of the matter is everything is entirely nullified. And the 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 author gives an example of ain oid. We say nothing other than God. We give him give him himself. What does the word oid mean? There's a gemara. I'm not going to go too much in detail, but there's a gemara that says that the the gemara says, oh, we have a proof of a particular law because in the in the district of of Yehuda, they the south of Israel in the in the olden days, they had a particular a particular law. Ask the gemara. Wait a second. You're, we have a pasuk that says something, and now you're going to bring a law. In the in the district of Yehuda in the south of Israel, we have an actual pasuk that says something. A, a, a law in the district of Yehuda is very important. It's a wonderful thing to bring in context for halacha, how we uh, how we decide things in halacha. But if you have an actual pasuk, that law in the district of Yehuda is entirely irrelevant. It makes no difference because it 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 has no weight when you're dealing with a pasuk. So a pasuk compared to a law in the district of Yehuda. Entirely insignificant. Another example of insignificance is the body compared to the soul. The body compared to the life force is is entirely irrelevant. The life force of the soul is so powerful, the body entirely not. Again, giving bringing an example from the soul, which is like Yud Kevavke and the and the 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 body with shame like him and the fisha and the shama in the but the difference of course is that the body and the soul the soul isn't actually creating the body so the difference between the body and the soul and hashem and this world is that hashem's influence on this world is creating this world and everything is entirely nullified to it and yes we we might see in this world shame yudke vavke which is Chesed, and Shem Elohim, which is the name of Elohim, God's name Elohim, which is Gavura, and the Gavura is mitigating the Chesed and creating a healthy world as we know it. What we still need to know, in spite of this, is, in spite of all of this, is that everything is entirely nullified to God, and nothing really exists other outside of God. And yes, we have this um, version of, of reality in this world, but that really isn't the truth. From God's perspective, in the slightest, and the real truth is, everything's entirely nullified to God, and everything's unified. The Chesed and the Gabor is all really nullified, one with another, which one with each other. Chesed isn't pure Chesed; it's a mix of Chesed and Gavor, and it's it's also Gavor as well, and it's all really nullified within God. Thank you so much for joining. The time you learn the Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much for joining.